0: Kudos to Maggie Gyllenhaal for being brought up in this podcast because she's pretty terrible in that (laughs) film.
1: There's barely a weekend that goes by when the box office isn't dominated by a new superhero film. Since the early 2000s, they've become box office sensations that have generated billions, spawned innumerable sequels and related projects, and delayed millions more fans than the comic book source material ever reached. But even before the days of cinematic universes, superheroes made it to the big screen, sometimes with still legendary results. So now, the great pop culture debate wants to look back at films both past and present to determine the best superhero film of all time. I think Thanos took L Woods bent and snap routine a little too seriously. Why am I so ashy? I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please help me welcome my panel for this episode. He's done more than dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. It's Brendan Hay. Eric, this town needs an enema mm, and probably some poppers if the buggery of round one is any indication. He's more caftan crusader than caped crusader. It's Jake Lewis.
2: Saving lives in style and comfort, Eric.
1: Mm, Are you taking applications for a sidekick? (laughs) And finally, oh, look, everyone. It's America's ass. It's Kevin Dillon.
3: That's
0: what it says on my Sniffy's profile. Check me out. I'm in
1: Astoria. (laughs) And much like uh, America in the 2020s, this ass is totally fucked. So (laughs) if you're curious about how we ended up with this Super 16, become a Patreon supporter of the podcast or check out the bonus preview of this episode on your podcast platform of choice in which we go through the whole bracket up to this point. And don't forget, you can head to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the listener bracket for this episode so you can play along with us at home. And with that out of the way, let's skip the origin story everybody already knows and move straight on to these debates first up ultimate number one seed the dark knight is defending itself from the mutant mayhem of the original 2000 version of x-men a four seed brendan explain why no joke the dark knight is the better film jake take us to school specifically xavier school for gifted youngsters and educate us on x-men i'm gonna have brendan go first
3: um so for me it is I prefer joyful superhero movies by and large. You'll see that from the rest of my choices. The one super serious may as well be a crime movie versus a superhero movie choice that I have is the Dark Knight. I think it's one of those things of all of these things on paper should not be things that actually would appeal to me as a take on Batman. But wow, anytime I watch it, I get hooked. It has become one of those movies that if it's on – it was like a TBS, the last of the TBS TNT type of movies for me that if I come in at any point, I will watch it all the way through. Heath Ledger is fantastic. It is a reinvention of a character we've all seen in so many mediums, so many different ways. He found a new way in, and it's great. I like the Bale voice and the dichotomy that he brings to actually defining Bruce and Batman differently. It's not just one guy. Um, I like, look, not every swing lands or connects, but Nolan tries to actually make it topical and something about the world. And also just it looks good. I think it's a rare movie that is a literally dark movie that's actually shot properly and looks great and the scale and epic quality of it all. Like it is like a giant American crime film that is still genuinely full of superheroes. So I do think it does still fit the superhero film definition. Um, X-Men movie is great for its time. Sp- was, uh, all the MCU I feel like is built on it. That said
2: not the best movie.
1: Oh, great. Thank you very much for that argument. Jake, talk to us about the original 2000 X-Men.
2: Yeah. So I mean, uh, the original X-Men kind of introduces you to all of your favorite characters kind of all at once and um, throws them at you in a very like compelling way um, having uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine just at the very beginning of the the movie and and really um, advancing his storyline. Um, it I, it it felt innovative at that time um, just because of the way, it was filmed. It also, I, I know Brian Singer's a little bit problematic, uh, but it, like the underlying vibe of queerness to me that came out through all the X-Men movies that he directed. Um, I was 16 years old, I think when this movie came out, um, and, and seeing like not overt representation, but something I could relate to on screen. Um, Really made me enjoy this movie, and I don't even know if it clicked that that's why I liked it so much at the time. Um, but yeah, from the cartoons, kind of jumping from that the cartoons that I watched and loved, and the comic books I, I read and loved, um, to seeing all of these characters come to life, uh, with the exception of like I think they underutilized Halle Berry, and I say that even after watching uh Catwoman. <laughs> um, she, uh, I, I I think they did a really good job packing a bunch of people's storylines into uh, a, a nice, tidy little box that, that left it open for future movies.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. Kevin, where are you on this one?
2: Yeah,
0: um, Jake, you did a really good job of, I think, connecting to the emotional connections that I also have to the X-Men, also have an X-Men tattoo, and it really resonated with me around... What the film is trying to do. In this battle, Brendan's argument of technical makeup for the film and Heath Ledger do win out here. So I'm going to go with The Dark Knight.
1: Um, I also give it to The Dark Knight here. I think it was where people started to say in the 21st century, oh, superhero movies can actually be capital C cinema as well. And um, we'll get to why frankly that should have been discovered earlier but that's down the bracket um X-Men was huge. As as an X-Men dork from a very young age, it was mind-blowing to see those characters on the screen, and it shouldn't have worked in a lot of ways, but it did. But I'm giving it to the Dark Knight here. So Dark Knight will advance into round three. Speaking of the X-Men, however, Three Seed Days of Future Past is currently facing a threat from the present as Seven Seed Blade, the original 1998 film. Brendan, stake your reputation by getting Blade into round three. I will try to protect the timeline by keeping Days of Future Past in consideration, Brendan, do you mind going first?
3: My big argument for Blade is I feel like it was the best you could ask for of a comic book movie in the 90s. Um, And in part because it was willing to get as weird as the comics get. You have the from the opening sequence with the blood raining down from the sprinklers uh, in a rave of all things. And then going to a the how weird that final fight gets between him and Deacon Frost and like with blood clouds and monsters and everything like. It was willing to go to comic. It was willing to meet comic fans on screen, not try to like, you know, meet the normies. Um, that said, I, it knowing how this all shape might be going. If this is the big X-Men movie that we're all going to be supporting on the way through, am I the only one voting blade? Cause then I would probably swap.
1: Uh, I can ask people, Kevin, are you voting blade or Are you voting days of future past here? I'm,
0: open on this one. I'm gonna okay. say that. So keep going, honestly. Like, I, I, my vote can be swayable here.
1: Okay, I love to hear it. So I'll, I'll take a whack at Days of Future Past here. Um, we talked about this in the uh, first part of the episode, which is that Future Past is probably the best X-Men film. It straddles the original trilogy and the reboot that started with First Class, bringing in both casts and writing many of the wrongs that were perpetrated primarily by Brett Ratner and the odious third film, The Last Stand. The Sentinels were finally properly introduced in this movie and they were absolutely lethal the filmmakers did a great job taking a complicated but legendary comic story and adapting it for film changing the focus to characters that were more palatable to the film audience and it introduced evan peter's incredibly successful version of quicksilver which would go on to have a fascinating legacy of its own arguably the most successful of the characters introduced in the last couple films of the x-men series and then also coming back in wandavision in a very weird thing kind of footnote for the mcu overall it was the reset the franchise desperately needed bringing back Stuart's xavier who was gone on to play xavier again at least two other times including in the mcu as well as famka jansen's gene gray and scott Marsden's cyclops who was infamously killed off screen in x-men 3 it was a ton of retcons but they were all correct and they all worked it's a thrilling complicated film and i thought it was really successful with a high degree of difficulty jake where are you on this one
2: Although I'm not crazy about the name, it, "Days of Future Past" is is my vote.
1: <laughs> All right, Kevin, where did you end up landing on this one? Is it Days of Future Past or is it uh, Blade? He eats me back
0: over to Days of Future Past with the Quicksilver mention, which I, I almost forgot about. Which I can't. It's a really interesting scene. I think the visual—it's probably the best visual effects the X Men movies have done, maybe. Um, and that's not also necessarily a high bar, but you also get some really great, uh, fast benders. So I'm um, going to of the future.
1: All right. So Brendan, great job defending blade, but, uh, we will be moving days of future past into round three. Next eight seed. The Incredibles is launching its own secret invasion on the bracket and currently seems poised to advance into round three over five seed captain America civil war. Do we need to have a fight in the airport hangar or can we all agree that the Incredibles should advance here? Uh, Kevin, which one are you on? Incredibles. Jake, where are you?
2: Yeah, sticking with Incredibles.
1: And Brandon, I know you're Captain Incredibles here.
2: Definitely Incredibles.
1: All right. So an eight seed for those keeping home has now advanced into round three. That is amazing. Uh, next our superhero films are spread between universes and multiverses as the <coughs> original guardians of the galaxy film. A two seed is currently besieged by Spider-Man across the spider-verse a three seed. Brendan, why are you firmly ensnared in the spider-verse web? Jake, let's settle this via dance off in favor of guardians. I'm going to have Jake go first.
2: The comedic elements of guardian of the galaxy is what really won me over. Uh, Storyline is good. Um, uh, the Peter Quill. Um, why can I n- not think of his name?
1: Star-Lord? No, the guy
2: that plays it. No, oh, Chris, plays Pratt. Him. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan. Um, so that's a detractor for this movie. But um, like uh, you can't deny that it was something of a phenomenon. I don't think anybody like pegged it to be a huge success. Um, it made... 770 million worldwide. Um, and, and was pretty well received across the board. Um, uh, again, kind of going back to what I said about X-Men you, you in, in our community, um, there's a lot of like found family themes and chosen family themes. And I, I, you, you get that theme from this movie. Um, I love the soundtrack. Everybody loves the soundtrack. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just a very different... When it came out, as a very different kind of superhero movie, and that kind of drew me in and won me over.
1: Yeah, agree completely. Uh, Brendan, where are you on uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Um,
3: yeah, to me, this is my... I think was my ultimate number one pick across all of them, uh, or maybe with Credibles or Into the Spider-Verse being the other ones in that orbit. But the Spider-Verse movies, both of them, capture the joy... The joy and high stakes simultaneously, that is what I think of when I love superheroes. I want something that the world is going to end, but we're still having fun and weirdness and humor and soap opera and personality. I want those two things at once. And not only do the Spider-Verse films have that, but across the Spider-Verse, I think pushed even further of it is delivering it in a way that you have never seen before. I mean, it's delivering you a movie in a way that you have never seen before to have Different styles of animation appearing in the same scenes with each other and just interacting the way it does. It is literally creating a new artistic language to express itself the whole way through. And then on top of that, the way that Across the Spider-Verse not only deepens Miles' story, but takes on this greater kind of, honestly, what the culture, superhero culture needs somebody to call out toxic fanboys. And the whole, you're not mine, you don't get to own this, you don't get to have that, that kind of gatekeeping it does it in such a way that is still totally the plot of the film, but works on a totally different level as like taking a stand about the whole anybody can be a superhero kind of thing. It just, um, yeah, I I love how these movies handle miles and Gwen and just flesh them out. Um, and they're just gorgeous. I want to live inside Gwen's watercolor world.
1: They are so beautiful. If you have not watched them, I was blown away, especially at across the spider verse. Kevin, where are you?
0: I'm also with across the spider verse. I think it's, It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's perfect.
1: It's amazing. It's spectacular. It's, it's a model. Yep. Um, so I, <laughs> did I think you stone I, those tights, Eric? <laughs> I did. Um, so I, I probably am also voting for across here. I do want to say this, Jake, you, you brought up that, um, nobody was expecting guardians. Nobody saw that coming. And to me, this was the biggest test of the MCU. Ant-Man was already in development way before the MCU was a thing. It was supposed to be done by, uh, the guy who did Shaun of the Dead. Dave, you're right. White. Thank you, Edgar Wright. And then that all fell apart. So that was already happening regardless. Guardians was an enormous risk. For those who don't know, I'm going to drop some comic book knowledge on you. The Guardians have never been successful in comics. Literally ever. They can't get a series to last beyond like 30 issues. even Still, still with their
0: films, not (laughs) successful.
1: So I was like, this is a huge swing and mandated to connect. I thought that Guardians film was just terrific. He did a really good job defending it, Jake. It's a step against Across the Spider-Verse. So uh, Across the Spider-Verse will continue into round three. Next, the heroes are coming together in our next matchup, in which Avengers Endgame, a one seed, is currently facing the big daddy of the MCU, the OG Iron Man, a four seed. Kevin, why should Endgame ultimately win the day? I will steal myself as I go into battle for Iron Man. Kevin, do you mind talking to about Endgame first, sure.
0: Um, this is the beginning versus the ending, right? Yeah. This is th- that's what this is of the MCU, and and I think which is better. I I think there there is a debate that you could have here. So you in Avengers Endgame, you have the ending of this. I think it's what twenty film spectacular around there of, of stories that are being interwoven uh, with Thanos looking to use the Infinity Stones to uh, blip out existence in Infinity War. He does this and you have part of humanity left behind in end game. And what you're doing is this kind of heist film race to save humanity and bring everyone back into existence. So they can defeat past Thanos <laughs> who comes to their present to hunt them down. Um, complicated right and super interesting doesn't seem like it's something ultimately actually it's it's pretty impressive that it's pulled off in a way and i know i in part one kind of wrote it a little bit for the way it looks because i i don't love the cinematography but like what they accomplish is super interesting super fun avengers assemble officially for the first time and ultimately i went with the ending as opposed to the beginning.
1: Yep, and I think that's really where you're going to come down here. Um my argument for Iron Man is the same as it was in Round 1. Without Iron Man, this movie, you do not have the MCU. It was what begat everything else. There were Marvel movies ahead of it, there were certainly comic book movies out of it, but this was where they're like we're going to take a shot to try to do something. The concept of a shared universe had never been done to my knowledge in film period regardless comic book films. Um and I think it's a very successful film. Is it a better film than Endgame? I don't know that it is. Endgame is way more complicated. That that heist plot that you mentioned um, borders on Goofy and the fact that it doesn't completely fall apart is frankly amazing. Um, but the big moments in Endgame are massive. The big moments in Iron Man are merely big. Um, Jake, where are you on this one?
2: I'm going with Endgame.
1: Okay. Brandon, where are you?
3: Uh, still could kind of flip a coin on this. I will also, you know, a little bit of argument swaying mixed with a little bit of remembering the bloat. I'm going Iron Man.
1: Okay, Um, I have good news and bad news. It doesn't matter because Endgame is a one seed (laughs) and this is the tie. So Endgame will continue into round three. Uh, Next up, hey, did you know DC makes superhero films too? Next up, it's 1978 Superman the movie, a six seed, which is currently up against 1990s Batman Returns, a seven seed. It's the original Dawn of Justice. Kevin, why did the bat, the cat and the bird deserve a spot in the final four? I will say it's not a bird, it's not a plane. It's Superman for the win. Kevin, do you mind going first?
0: Absolutely. Um, Batman Returns is a one of the best sequel superhero films of all time, maybe even better than the original Batman. It's Tim Burton um, following up his 1989 film um, with a different look to a winterized Gotham at Christmas. And I watch Batman Returns every year at Christmas because, yes, it is a Christmas film. What this film does and its weirdness and coolness is it takes a villain that... I guess it's worked again in The Batman, which did not make this list, but brings about the Penguin, a very hard to actualize villain and makes him funny and ugly and has him biting off people's noses <laughs> in a hyper-violent way. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but so it's so very funny. <laughs> I have a laughing at that, Steve. It's so funny. And the, the Penguin and Catwoman team up that really as a double cross slash doesn't work with the extra villain Max Shrek played by the absurdly comedic Christopher Walken is basically a marriage of Burton's 89 and the old school TV show. Like that's what this movie is. And that's why Burton was at his best in this lane. Like he knew exactly what he was going for and nails it with the dark malevolence of this film love it
1: i love batman returns i I absolutely adore it however we're talking about best superhero film and we've got to discuss richard donner's 1978 superman which is the true og of superhero films i'm sure someone's gonna come in and be like actually no there were superhero films before and there totally were but in the bottom line is This is really the birth of the modern superhero film. It has some issues, but it planted a flag for what superhero films could be, and in some cases, I don't think anyone has surpassed what the cast and crew did in this film in some ways. Fun fact, this is written by Mario Puzo, the guy who wrote The Godfather. This gives us an origin story for the character that had already been known to the public for 30 plus years at that point, And it's still really compelling. I was actually just watching it before you record this. It's over an hour into this film before Clark Kent shows up in the Superman costume fun fact and i was raptured uh, raptured i wasn't raptured obviously i'm a sinner but i was enraptured by the entire thing it was really interesting to watch it was the most expensive film made up to that point with a budget of 55 million dollars by comparison the recently released blue beetle film had a budget of more than 100 million um it was nominated for three academy awards including john williams absolutely iconic score which i do not think has ever been beaten in superhero films 45 years later. It received a Special Achievement Academy Award for its pioneering work in special effects, and in 2017 was selected for preservation by the Library of Congress. Let's talk about the performances. There have been at least two other actors who have played Superman on the big screen, and at least three that I can think of on TV. And I think for most people, when you picture Superman, you picture Christopher Reeve. He not only perfectly looked and sounded the part of Superman, he brought so much humanity to a role that is, I would argue, much trickier than it would seem. There have been many good Lois Lanes, but Margot Kiddo remains at the top of the pack for me and then you have Marlon fucking brando as jor-el i'm gonna leave it there brendan where are you
3: uh i am torn but uh, you swayed me
2: on the og superman
1: jake where are you
2: i think superman is the better superhero i think batman returns is the better movie all right that's actually a fair i like that argument
1: that is a good uh, argument.
2: I will ar- I will argue
0: with you, Eric. What yep. about AI, Christopher Reeve? Isn't he just as good? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, bad flash joke. Because that movie sucked.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even see it, so I didn't even know what you are talking oh. about. Oh yeah, the AI, cr- the
0: AI Christopher Reeve into the sp- the Flash movie.
1: Spoiler alert. Boot for me. Um. So I believe we're currently split. Um. And let's see from seeds. Superman is a six. Batman returns as a seven. So actually Superman does. Wow. Advance. Yeah. The fact that these are both so low seated, by the way, is fucking bullshit. Criminal.
0: Criminal. Mm-hmm.
1: Lock her up. Um, so Superman will advance into round three. It currently looks like T'Challa has the upper claw as black Panther. A one seed is poised to advance over captain America. The winter soldier, a four seed is anyone here an undercover Hydra operative looking to take down our sole unanimous victory in this bracket. Kevin, are you going with black Panther?
0: I am going with Black Panther.
1: Jake, are you doing Black Panther or Captain America?
0: Black
3: Panther.
1: Brendan, are you doing Captain America or Black Panther? Black Panther. I will gladly do both Black Panther and Captain America, but in this particular (laughs) matchup, I will give it to Black Panther. Finally, in round one, the 1989 Batman Burton film, a three-seed, is currently set to lose the battle to two-seed Avengers Infinity War. Brendan, why does a man dressed up like a bat get all of our votes? I will summon all the stones in support of Infinity War, even if it costs me everything. Brendan, why don't you talk about Batman first?
3: So speaking of films that were just broke minds when they were released. 1989's Batman was the event film of that summer. It was, people laughed about superheroes. It was, the Batman's just the 1960s Adam West. Nobody thought anything of it. This changed people's minds. This made everybody see Batman differently. Everything you said about Iron Man is true for, like I think, just people even considering superheroes at large with Batman in 89. The other thing is, part of my refound passion for this, uh, actually twofold. One, I really a Batman mask of the phantasm in this entire Ugh. conversation. My favorite yeah. Batman movie of all it's not. So I'm going all in on 89. Um, but the other thing is, um, rewatching it it is such a weird fun movie Uh, and I know I keep using weird as my defense for everything I pick but my god rewatch it Nicholson is hilarious the choices of Burton and everything there's just it is a funny funny movie while also still having incredibly striking action and these like iconic superhero shots and moments like the climax alone has all of the Nicholson one liners to Vicki Vale as he's firing off a ridiculously long revolver (laughs) and then you have like really fun cool takedowns between like Batman and the goons like it's just such a ridiculous sequence but is so much fun and again captures what superheroes and only superheroes can bring to life and also Prince
1: Prince Bad Dance like what the fuck who like how did that happen it's amazing it happened yeah um I'm actually very swayable on this. So um, let's talk about Infinity War. The big deal with Infinity War, we've talked about Endgame already. That's kind of the conclusion to the big episode. This is the tee-up, right? So Thanos had been a back play- background player appearing in bits and bobbles in multiple films up to this point. This time he comes in and is a threat unlike anything we've ever seen on any superhero film, I would say. Even more than as much as I hate Man of Steel, Zod is terrifying in that movie. But Thanos, I think, actually hasn't beat. More than that, his motivations are compelling. The plot threat with him and Gamora did not need to go that hard. This is not in the comic books, folks. That's strictly invented for the MCU. Everything in the film works, and there were a million different things that could have gone wrong and derailed the whole Enterprise. And that ending... It is very rare that the bad guy wins in fiction, and Thanos not only wins at the end of this movie, he has continued to have an impact on every MCU project that has come after it. The Blip is referenced as recently as Disney Plus's Secret Invasion, which was terrible. It goes beyond a good superhero film, although I think it is the pinnacle of that and becomes a great film on its own. Unfortunately, it is only half a story, and that is a weakness that I don't think any other movie on this list has. With that being said, I'm going to say Jake, where are you on this? Batman Batman. Uh, Kevin where are you
0: I will argue with you Danny Elfman score to Batman is
1: better than John Williams
0: Superman score Batman
1: really okay yeah. um, well I'm Vicki Vale um, I, it doesn't <laughs> matter what I vote for because Batman is advancing into round three and that's the end of round two we're going to take a quick break to fight with our multiversal doppelgangers we'll be right back after these messages
0: Hey listeners, it's Bob from the Great Pop Culture Debate. We hope you're enjoying this episode and that you're yelling back at your speakers telling us how wrong we are. Did you know that there's a much better way to tell us how you feel? Come kiki with our panelists on Discord. Our patrons at the $10 level get access to our exclusive Discord server, where you can share your thoughts about our decisions or or just gab with our group about everything pop culture. It's like participating in your own episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked we have something for everyone to talk about, including reality TV, comics, news, nostalgia, and so much more. So if you love spirited debate and fabulous people, become a Patreon supporter today and join in on the conversation. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com Welcome to the family
0: No purchase necessary, VGW Group, void where prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply
1: And we are back for round three of our best superhero film debate Before we get into the Elite Eight, let's do a dramatic slow motion team pose while sharing our social media and what else we're working on Brendan, how can people find you and what are you working on?
3: Uh, I still linger on Twitter at at b underscore Hey, I'm also getting more and more over at Blue Sky at at b uh, That's b h a y at B dot and Instagram at Brendan Hay Writer. Uh, and yeah, please uh, check out Gremlin Secrets of the Magwai over on Max. So all of season one is up there now, and it's covered in Animation Guild. We are not uh, WGA, so we're not violating strike, which I wholeheartedly support. Uh, go
2: union strong, WGA and SAC.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Brendan. Jake, how can people find you? And what are you working on?
2: Not working on just this podcast at the moment. So you can find me here um, mm-hmm. on select episodes. Uh, Instagram is that takes the Jake and Facebook is just my name, Jake Lewis. Um, happy to see all over there.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much. And we're delighted that you're working on this here podcast. Kevin, what are you working on and where can people find you?
2: Uh, working on
0: sniffies, sniffies, plug us, support us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm working on nothing. I'm just working day to day and working on this podcast, which I love to support. Um, and you can find me over on Twitter uh, or whatever the hell it's called uh, uh, X or whatever at et Kevin's mind.
1: Great. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Eric Resniak on Twitter and Instagram or just message at great pop culture Debate on Insta or at GPCD on Mastodon. We are still on Twitter X whatever at at culture underscore debate. And we'd love for you to uh, tell us what you think about this episode. So let's move on to round three before the villains team up to take us down. At this point, uh, we're just going to go for it around the horn. The first matchup in our elite eight is dark Knight, a one seed versus X-Men days of future past a three seed. I'm going to start with Brendan. Where Are you,
3: um, after everything, uh, I'll still write
2: out dark Knight.
1: All right. Uh, Jake, where are you on this one?
2: Uh, Days of Future Past. I promised an argument for The Dark Knight in the the Patreon exclusive, but you won't get it because I want Days of Future Past.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Kevin, what have you got on this one?
0: This is tough because the one I wanted to move forward in this was actually Spider-Man 2, which got voted out in round one. But I guess of these two, I will stick with Dark Knight.
1: Um, I think... So it's looking like this is the last X-Men film on the bracket, which is interesting because we had 420 of them when we started. (laughs) Um, So part of me wants to keep it because we have another Batman film on here, but it's not about what's fair, as Naomi Smalls taught us. Um, So I am going to go with Dark Knight. It's the ultimate number one seed for our voters, number one. And it's Oscar nominated. Again, it's a movie that made people take film a comic book superhero films serious again the one point i was going to make earlier is superman the movie is very much an auteur film like you can say yes. what you want but it is 100 yeah. like that was total awards bait when they made it so the fact that everyone's looking at the dark knight it was something new it actually was something very old um mm-hmm. but that's three for dark knight so it will advance into the final four next it's the incredibles an eight seed uh love that cinderella story versus superman ac- or superman spider-man across the spider-verse a three seed i'm gonna start with reverse order kevin where are you coming down on this one
0: this is spider-verse hands down for me i i think it's a spectacular film i would have pushed maybe into the spider-verse because it's a little bo- more leg room but i actually do think across the spider-verse is better um than the the original so i guess it all works out spider-verse for me
1: Okay, Jake, where are you on this one?
2: My heart says Incredibles, but I do agree with everyone's arguments in the last round about Across the Spider Verse, and I think uh, it is the last Spider-Man movie in the bracket, right? It is, yes. Yes, yeah. So I'm. I think I'm going to go with Across the Spider Verse.
1: Okay, uh, Brandon, where are you?
2: Um, Incredibles walked
3: so Across the Spider Verse could run Across the Spider Verse.
1: Um, I'm going to be a little uh, spoiler and I'll throw a vote to Incredibles here. Uh, I love the fact that it's an eight seed and it made it all the way this far. I, I made a, joke at some other episode i think it was the pixar one that marvel's making their fantastic four film now but disney already made a fantastic four film and it's called the incredibles and i'm not sure if they're ever going to be able to top that it's very well done across the spider-verse is great but much like infinity war it's only part of a story it leaves you on a cliffhanger it's not a complete story so i'm giving it to the incredibles here um doesn't matter spider-man across the spider-verse continues to the final four next it's avengers endgame versus superman the movie avengers endgame is a one seed superman is a six i'm gonna start in the middle jake where are you on this one i'm gonna go with endgame all right uh brendan where are you on this one
3: i am superman
1: kevin where are you on this one
3: i am
0: also superman (laughs)
1: Jake, I feel really bad. You are getting absolutely battered and beaten, so sorry. much much like sorry. the Avengers in Endgame. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I love it. I it's, look at my choice of friends, anytime. <laughs> you'll see that I'm, I'm into that. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> I think my argument here is that Endgame is an incredible moment. It's our last Avengers film in here. It was mind-blowing and a huge job to do, and it did it. But Superman the movie, despite the fact that the villain plot in Superman the movie is really dumb. It's It's so so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. But, like, everything up until that is really good, and it's never been done better. And it was in 1978. I'm giving it to Superman the movie.
3: And the Uh, villain performance is fantastic.
1: It is. Gene Hackman is great. It's just that his plot is stupid. Yeah, and no, no. Liter- he go sells ahead, the right. hell
3: out of it. No, no, it's just that him and Valerie Perrine just sell the hell out of every moment they have, no matter how ridiculous it gets. Sorry.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And it makes me laugh that when they did Superman Returns, again, they went to the real estate plot line with (laughs) Lex Luthor. Like, that was not the lesson to take from those movies. Anyway, Superman's in the final four. Finally, it's Black Panther, a one seed versus Batman 1989, a three seed. I'm going to start with, Brendan, where are you on this one?
3: Absolutely love both. I mean, I just made the passionate argument for Batman in the last one. Um, I wish... Batman 89 could replace Dark Knight in the other corner of this final four. That said, I do think MCU deserves to be represented. And I actually think Black Panther is the right film to do that. I think it's the my argument for the strongest of all the MCU movies. Like on a filmmaking level, it's iconic. Visually, the world building, so many superhero movies try to run before they can walk. But Black Panther actually pulls it off. Wakanda is so fully fleshed out from the get go. It's incredible. I mean, I would watch more on any character in this film, including even like Andy Serkis's claw with his mixtape side hustle. Like I want more of all of every character here. Um, And again, it has it manages to pull off, I think, even more than the Dark Knight complexity without losing joy. Because you have all these really strong moral questions that are really making you think like does Killmonger have a point and all that but then you have like real sibling bonds between Takala and Shuri that is just so much fun they feel like siblings um, and yeah it's, it just feels lived in I feel like is the other thing about this film so um, yeah for for Final Four I want Black Panther in there even
2: more than my beloved Batman 89.
1: Great arguments um, Jake where are you on this one?
2: Yeah, I, I think Batman, that particular Batman, is exceptional uh, for what it was. Um, but, yeah, we already have another Batman movie in here. And I think out of the two, Black Panther uh, is the better movie.
1: Great. Uh, Kevin, where are you?
2: <sighs>
0: this is tough because I really like both of these films a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Black Panther. And I, what I'll say to it and speak to it is – is is um, replacing Chadwick Boseman was as Black Panther. It was slash is seen as a very challenging piece of casting because he iconically represented T'Challa in such a really interesting and dynamic way. Um, They're both really good, really interesting. I too wish this could replace the dark Knight or another, any other Batman could because spoiler alert really have a lot of, have some decent problems with it. So Sadly, no Burton, but I'm gonna go with Black Panther.
1: Um, speaking of Burton, we do have a best Tim Burton film episode of this podcast, and you should go check that out if you want more content around that. Um so I'm giving it to Black Panther here. I loved everything that Brendan said about it being lived in. And I think part of what I love about Black Panther, and I love it on its own, but it was the best example of a character being introduced in another MCU film as a supporting character and then being launched into their own thing where there's like, wow, okay, this is not it blew everything out of the water. Look at Thor introduced an in Iron Man Two, not a great first, uh, first film in my opinion, but black Panther just nails it. It's so good. And it's what a shared universe should be. Right. Um, Every choice they made for that film was correct. Every choice. So uh, that is it, folks. We have our final four. Note I did not say fantastic four. We're going to take a break and we're going to add a bunch of new panelists to replace the original cast once they start demanding more money. We'll be right back after these messages.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
1: And we are back with the final four of our best superhero film debate. I want to take a pause at this point and have my panelists discuss which superhero films they were surprised didn't make the bracket. We haven't actually done that yet this episode. So, Brendan, can you name one or two films that you were like, hmm, where are those?
3: So yeah, the dearest to my heart, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, my favorite Batman movie. But the other one I want to call out is, I'm surprised there's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles across the board, Uh, specifically, actually, specifically the 1991. But I'll just quickly say the new one also, even though it's too late for this bracket, uh, Mutant Mayhem, fantastic as well.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, Jake, what were your picks for ones that you're surprised didn't make it?
2: I do think I mentioned it earlier, but um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is probably one of the best movies I've seen probably in the last 10 years. And I know that maybe not everybody considers it a superhero movie, but I think it checks all the boxes for what other um, movies on this bracket do. Plus, I mean, Michelle Yeoh is a goddess. So, yeah, Um, I wish it would have been here. I understand that it's not probably classified by a lot of people as a superhero, but in my mind and in my heart, that's my
1: movie. I love that argument and it's such a good film. Um, Kevin, what have you got?
0: I think I'll echo what uh, Brendan said about mask of the phantasm, but I think I guess like there's a couple, like the dark Knight rises made this list, but Batman begins. Didn't, I don't know. That's odd to me. And then the other Batman, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, I guess was a little bit more divisive maybe and didn't make the list. And then I guess because, we had the TV show Watchmen. We didn't get the movie Watchmen. That was kind of meatiest of ochres in in the list. And, you know, Zack Snyder, who directed Watchmen, did no presence on this list. Not a single mention, which is kind of weird because I thought the internet said he had a lot of fans.
1: Ooh. You
3: know what? It gives me faith in humanity again.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, hmm, weird. I love that. Um, Thank you for that, Dig. And I will say, um, for what it's worth, Watchmen, his version, is a pretty faithful adaptation to the original. They changed the ending. Um, But um, that actually made me really bored by it. I was like, you're not not adapting this in any way. You're just basically doing, you were going to say something, Brad?
3: I was going to say, I'd argue it is uh, visually faithful and tonally completely incorrect.
1: Yes, that's yes. that is a, a great way of, of looking at it. Um, for me, the ones that I I wouldn't say I'm surprised they didn't make it, but I do want to give a shout out to the Rocketeer, which oh, yes, uh, uh, before great its choice. time. Before it's time. Um, the, um, oh my God, it's not the spirit. That was terrible. Oh, was, I actually apologized to Kate Reculia. I took her to see that movie. And I <laughs> apologized to her for how that was. The Shadow with Alec Baldwin was a really fun movie that I wish had a bigger... Uh, legs going for it. And this one, we went back and forth as to whether or not it counted and we decided it didn't ultimately, but the Dick Tracy movie that came out in the 1990s is much better than it had Mm -hmm. any reason to be and actually holds up really well. So if you haven't watched it, is it he's, he's not a superhero. He's not a vigilante. He doesn't have superpowers. He is a comic book character, but he didn't meet our criteria, but that movie is great. And justice for Madonna is breathless Mahoney. Who's so good in that movie. Um, I'm just going to say it. All right. With that being said, we are going to move on to these final fours. We have the Dark Knight, a one seed versus Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, a three seed. And uh, S- Superman, the movie, a six seed versus Black Panther, a one seed. Jake, I'm going to start with you. Dark Knight versus Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Where are you going?
2: Um, I'm going to go with across the Spider-Verse. They um, they killed Maggie Gyllenhaal. so.
1: <laughs>
2: they, hey. yeah I mean you can't un- un- unforgivable
1: so. but only after they killed Joey Potter uh, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> let's all remember she was uh, what's her face Katie Holmes where's the Rachel
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright so across the spider is for you Brendan where are you on this one?
3: Oh, across the spider verse
1: uh, Kevin
0: kudos to Maggie Gyllenhaal for being brought up in this podcast because she's pretty terrible in that film um across the spider-verse i've i've yeah 100 percent.
1: i think that's going to be a very controversial decision i expect yep. that when we do our next uh, great pop culture rebuttal episode people will be like how did the dark knight go out at final four but that's where you all are coming from um i i can see it in the sense that dark Knight, or excuse me spider-man across the, the spider-verse is very experimental it is a capital a art film it is doing things that nothing else on this list is doing and it's doing them really really successfully um i just think in terms of legacy dark Knight ultimately will be the one that people remember more but that's fine uh everyone is entitled to the wrong opinions right so as spider-man across the spider-verse moves into the finals next it is superman the movie versus black panther kevin where are you on this one
0: I'm going to go Black Panther mainly because I do think that Superman is a good movie. It's better than it has any right, and it doesn't get the credit it deserves, in my opinion. And I think you made a really good argument there earlier, Eric. I do think there are some elements of the end that just fall apart for me in a way that I actually think... There are some silly elements to the Black Panther ending as well a little bit, but it's not even close to that level of bad. And, and Michael B. Jordan, who we haven't talked about yet as Killmonger is frightening, excellent, correct question mark. (laughs) Um, and it's, he's just gives a next level performance. He's so good. Um, and yeah, so Black Panther.
1: Brendan, where are you on this one? Uh,
3: pretty much for all the same reasons Kevin just said Black Panther. My, Superman, the weirdly enough for a movie that has super in the title. The human element of Superman the movie is what still works the best for me. It's the it's the uh, Jonathan Kent monologue. It's everything between Clark and Lois and all of their scenes. It's that little scene between Superman and Valerie Perrine Like it's those kind of things that is why I still love that movie. The plot gets super ridiculous. like it, it really does kind of if I was just watching for that, I would not watch again. Um, whereas I think black Panther works on all fronts. Like there is, there are just striking visuals, the design, we haven't even really gotten into like the art direction of black Panther is just gorgeous and inventive and combining so many different African styles and futurism and all into one thing. Um, so I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's more of a whole. Um, but I think it is also, it's again, I think I've used this twice already. It's some version of walk to run. It's we had Superman to get to a place where we can have black Panther.
1: Yeah, and I do want to – I'll get to your vote in a second, Jake, but you mentioned the scenery design in Black Panther, which I agree with all that stuff. Watching Superman right before recording this episode, I was blown away at the set design for that movie, which was all mm. done with practical yeah. effects and models. It yeah. The Krypton yeah. stuff was mm-hmm. like – I was like, how did they do this? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was amazing. But all that being said, Jake, where are you on this?
2: Yeah, I'm going Black Panther with this one um, superman i guess he can fly around the world backwards if he wants to change our votes
1: <laughs> get her jade uh, yeah i really do think the uh if we stop superman at um basically the hour and a half mark and just left it there mm-hmm. i think it would have a much better legacy um and unfortunately we didn't because that the, the Luther plot is really dumb and the turning the world backwards is really dumb. Um, but, um, I, I obviously Black Panther is advancing. I do want to say one more thing on Superman, which I thought was amazing. Um, and Brandon, I'm curious if you know, if you can, uh, maybe Kevin too, or maybe Jake, um, this film, they were filming both Superman one and two at the exact same time. And I don't know if any other film had ever taken that approach before. Um, Fun fact: They actually stopped filming the second film seventy five percent of the way through because of like we don't know if anyone's gonna watch the first one. We're spending way too much money, shut it down. But like the whole scene with Zod and the like bad Kryptonians in the beginning of Superman one is setting up the sequel directly. Mm -hmm. Like, that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. The fact that they were doing that in 1978 is incredible. And nobody did that type of thing again until the MCU, like, 30 years later. That's really remarkable.
3: Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, But that being said, I see the writing on the wall. I'm throwing my vote to Superman just for so it gets one vote. But it gives us a final two of Superman... Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse <laughs> a Three Seed and Black Panther. I'm going to start with Kevin. Where are you going?
0: I just want to say that this final two <laughs> is a final two of two superheroes who are people of color.
1: Yeah. Um, great point. Which
0: is super fucking cool and fuck you to anyone who doesn't like that and I love it and it's awesome. Um, this is really hard because I think they're both excellent in different ways um i want to also shout out before i make my vote the costume design in black panther is some of the best costume design ruth carter her first oscar win and i if i'm not mistaken and i will fact check this later so or fact check me i think the first black woman to win the costume design oscar um and then one for the sequel Uh, Mm -hmm. Just this past year. So super impressive costume design. Really loved, as you all said, the world building that exists in there. I do think it suffers a little bit, though, from, and this is my quibble of vote, a little bit too from that, like, fuzziness or fuzziness that Marvel has with their origin movies where there's still some stuff that they haven't exactly fleshed out that's kind of not as developed like Daniel Kaluuya's character and some they don't do as much and it's a little to the wayside and even the Dora Milaje are kind of
1: sidelined a little bit
0: so with those little quibbles I'm gonna go with Spider-Verse
1: oh okay Jake where are you on this
2: yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm 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 sticking with Black Panther on this one. Uh, just kind of groundbreaking to have an all-black cast in a superhero movie. Which I mean, not the only deciding factor because it's it's a great movie and it stands alone really well um, for me. But yeah, I think it it's it's a close one, a little closer than I expected it to feel. Um, but yeah, Black Panther.
1: Brendan, where are you?
3: I think these are a great final two. I think they represent kind of the peak of the modern Marvel sensibility, like the best of that. And then on the other hand, which tips where I'm leaning, I think across the Spider-Verse just is the peak of what you can do for superheroes in a movie. Um, I'm actually just going to push back on the point from the earlier round about it being half a film. Plot-wise, Yes. Character-wise, no. The film starts with Gwen, ends with Gwen. There's a complete character arc for Gwen of learning to kind of get past her fear. I think a lot of the movie, both films, thematically, is about pushing yourself past your fear to be the hero you can be. And Gwen actually does that here. She It's her getting past everything she's afraid of, of losing a friend, of losing her father, of all that, to take that risk and that chance. So I think it is a complete story in and of itself. That said, there's still continuing plot elements. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just, I, Spider-Verse makes me excited about what else we can still do with superheroes in cinema. So that's my vote.
1: Do we think that we will be accused of recency bias given that this film came out in 2023? Do we think that if we'd recorded this three years before well i mean it didn't exist three years before but if we were filming this a couple years from now uh do we think we would that this would end up the winner i'm just curious for people's thoughts
3: i think that's totally possible i will say i I think if we recorded three years from now there just could be a chance that i'm like pushing equally hard for into the spider-verse in a similar sense like to me it's just like it's got to be one of those two
1: Hmm.
0: yeah that's my that's actually my thought
3: as well um like if you asked
0: me three years ago i would have gone with into the spider-verse um i I think black panther is a good move it's it's tough because i hear you on the recency bias for me i would call that out usually myself and i do call that out a lot because i think we do lean into recency bias i think with this instance i do agree with brendan's argument around like it being the pinnacle of what a superhero movie can and could do and what's to come. Um, and I think it bridges the peak or, or a point that, you know, we've talked a little bit about, we have a discord chat if you join our Patreon mm-hmm. and we've talked a little bit about this in that where we've named that, where are superhero films going? What does that look like? Where is that success? And what are we moving towards? And and I think we're at a precipice where you're going to see more animated superhero movies because they can do a little bit more. There's more leeway and room to play with thing There's style elements that get shown in spider-verse there's just a little bit more to do it's personally why like if mask of the phantasm were on this list Mm -hmm. i would also push for that too and maybe that's to say i personally prefer animated that might be the case for me i think either one of these winning is a good choice but i'm still leaning spider-verse
1: I will also make the argument that it is not out of the question that animation is the art form that suits superheroes best. That's where they come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's comic books for, by and large. So I don't think that that's a bad argument. Um, I'll be honest with you, Jake, I tend to go for Black Panther here as you do as well. However, I think the argument that sway me, because I'm not going to end with a tie here, the argument <laughs> that is swaying me is that I agree, Across the Spider-Verse makes me intrigued for what's happening next in a way that Infinity War maybe did, because it was a cliffhanger, but that is what makes me okay throwing it to... Across the Spider Verse. So there you have it, folks. Our pick for the best superhero film is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Do you agree? Do you think that we should be banished to the Phantom Zone? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment of this episode on, at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. If you really enjoyed this episode, please take a minute till like I can rate the episode of the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen on. I want to say, thank you to my panel. You all look terrific in spandex, by the way. And thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get even more exclusive content and get episodes a whole day early. We hope you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good.